flippy hippy. Nah, not much. Just chilling. Chilling like a villain on penicillin. Yep, yep. Well, since I am a villain anyway. Just haven't had any penicillin. Yeah, I came up with that rhyme a while back. Okay. Chilling like a villain on penicillin. If it's robbing or killing, I'll make a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. King of the Wanksters himself, who's never... <laughs> he was probably not done that really in his life, but... <laughs> hmm... What you been up to, Cowcast? Busy. So what you been up to, Cowcast? I've uh, been no, no, not doing much. Another day doing a radio station in my head. Uh, I don't know. Argued against some of the religious people that were on uh, Russell's TV. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's about. Uh, about it. I haven't done a hell of a lot. Just munched out. I don't know. Drink water. I don't know. That's about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't do. Don't care about much nowadays. Everything's fucked. So just don't care. <laughs> just uh, biding my time till I can get out of here. Indeed. So you didn't do anything at all today? No, nothing really that heavy. I mean, I don't. I never do that much that heavy nowadays. Not much uh, that heavy to care about. Well. Today, got up, went to church, and they talked about, like, how when you're given with the whole tithing thing, like, it seems paradoxical to give in order to have abundance. Well, yeah, but that's, you know, the way the the horrible creator works. <laughs> Supposedly, according to their thing. Yeah, I just don't make enough money to tithe. Okay. I don't know. I, I did it for a you know, like, like, while I was on that trip still, I did it for, like, I did it up until I... Up until I, uh, up until I became a Luciferian, even when I was in my questioning phase, except for I said I stopped giving money to the church and instead gave it to some other church that was helping, like poor people more. 
that I felt like, like these dudes are doing more to help poor people. And, you know, I'd be giving my money more to God by giving money to that church than the one I was going to. And, uh, so I did that. And then right around the time I became a Luciferian is when that dude's, the church shut down and, you know, I, I just changed paths. I mean, it was like maybe a, two months before I decided to become a Luciferian when the dude's church shut down. Uh, so it was an opportune moment for you. Yeah. And then I went to... Well, we went out to eat after that and got some Mexican food. Which was pretty damn good. And that place. I think it was called El Toro or something. Yeah, steak burrito. Right on. Rice and shredded lettuce. Nice chunky like cut up steak strips. Mm, right on. Made in oil, like I like it. Sauteed. So it was legit. And then went to my mom's house. Picked up uh, some Drano, dropped off her meds. Oh, hey. Right on, then, man. You can get nice and stoned. Uh, Drano's pretty acidic. Exactly. <laughs> you think you've had acid? Wait till you drink some Drano. Wait till you drink a Drano hot shot, man. <laughs> Uh, poured that down the uh, the tub, you know, you know in the you know in the tub drain. I thought it would you would have poured it down your own tub. Got nice and wasted. Uh, I don't feel like dying today. Poisoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is very easy to do on drainers. Even one drain of hot shot could, could kill you. It'll either get you really wasted or kill you. Yeah, I was wondering if it was working because I tried to pour some hot water because it said on the bottle too. You're wondering if it was working because you just like had your throat like in pain and you weren't tripping. You just had to take drink some more, man. Yeah, so I ended up taking the whole huge bottle and pouring it down the drain. Okay. Did it work? Uh, after I put boiling hot water in there. Damn, okay. That's why Damn, so now you just gotta see if the, if the thing, if you fill the tub with water, if it's gonna start, uh, if it's gonna start having the same problem again. Yeah, it shouldn't for a while. It's running pretty good, like, you know. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, when I ran the water for a little while, I just ran the regular hot water that came out of the faucet. 
and then it got cold, but it was it wasn't pulling at the bottom of the tub, so that was good. Yeah, and I remember using. Uh, I had to use Drano a couple times. Once when I was in the HUD building, and the drain clogged real heavy, and uh, when I was with Angela, we had to deal with that and, uh, with the problems that uh, the toilet was having. I mean, in general, it's bad for the world, but I don't know. And things were that bad, I probably shouldn't have used it, but uh, I guess it's really bad for the environment. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I still you gotta do what you gotta times. do, Kyle Cannons. Yeah. Whether the environment likes it or not. It, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a good thing for me to do, but for for myself. But why it's better to drink the Drano than to pour it down the sink. (laughs) Yeah. Then after that. So, kids, anybody listen to my show? See how many how many stupid kids listening to my show are gonna drink some they're gonna drink some Drano now. You drink some Drano and eat some Tide Pods, you know, then you'll really be tripping. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, like we're getting a little more viewers again. I guess we're going through an upswing. Okay, well, cool. These more people are paying attention to us. Yeah, okay, but yeah, drink some drink some Drano, uh, and then chop your fingers off because that's really cool too. You know, it's, it's the latest thing. Everybody's chopping their fingers off. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just chop your fingers off with one of those cigar cutters. <laughs> Actually, a blender would be better. Yeah, no, yeah, rotary blender, that, that'd do a good job of chopping your fingers. It'll be nice and bloody. You know, you can, you can videotape yourself on, on the, you know, put it on the internet. <laughs> Show how cool you are. Because the coolest people are missing some fingers, I'm telling And then I watched some anime all day, pretty much. Yeah, right on. I'm a little worried, because I looked online trying to find if it said anywhere that I'd get paid to take peer support classes at this college. Hmm, Okay. I couldn't find nothing, so yeah, I'm talking. I got an appointment on Tuesday to talk to the people, so okay. Hopefully, they, you know, give me a good answer. Yeah, right in. If they don't, I'm just gonna take it at Goodwill Easter Sales because it'd be easier and shorter. Okay. So why I'd take a class that'll take two months when I could take a class that takes a month. 
well, more like two and a half, well, three and a half weeks. I wonder if they teach classes the bad will. Bad will sounds like an interesting place. It's it's the place where, you know, once you do your smash and grab robbery, you know, then, then, uh, you know, you give them the, the, uh, stuff that you stolen and, and, and they'll like pay you to, uh, uh, you know, they'll pay you, uh, to let them sell the, the, the stuff you stole on the internet. Really cool office. Yep, yep. Well, welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. So what are we doing right now? Google. Okay, so we're, we're Googling now. So let's see what Google has to say. <laughs> yeah. The googly-eyed bastards. Yep, those googly-eyed <laughs> bastards from Mountain View that love to censor shit. That's what you call them, those fuckers that work there. Let's see, what's the first story? Russia-Ukraine war, live updates and latest news. Okay, is there anything new? Because, okay, like, I mean, I guess there always is, but they go into so much detail on this war, it's like, goddamn. So what, what new, what's the new shit? I'm laughing, so we're playing this song. <laughs> I love making fun of this song. Cause these, they were young, but damn, their music sounds old, so I like always want to sing this song. Tonight, you sound old. <laughs> like, this was like, when we, like, my generation, we called this shit like baby boomer music and shit. <laughs> Like when they were doing, when they were like, I don't know, Cheryl Crow or whoever was doing this kind of shit back in the early 90s. Mm. And then 35, well, 35 dead people. Uh, 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 uh. All right, on. Well, they it always, you know, the count from Sesame Street is always good at giving us the uh, the death toll on, on any war. You know, that, that's best. Uh, you know, well, I'm glad we hired him for this show. <laughs> yeah. And then more than 100 were injured after missiles hit a base used to train foreign fighters. Oh, right on. Damn, Count has, from Sesame Street, has so many new things to count since this war started. He's raking in the cash, you know. That that cash is going to Transylvania, I'm telling you. 
And since he's so close to the where Ukraine, you know, like he just has to, you know, take the small flight to be able to to count the dead. (laughs) Feed on their entrails. Nice, delicious intestines. Ah, 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 ah. A lot of nice. Get to drink all that blood that comes out uh, from from the bomb explosions and all the, the the bullet wounds. <laughs> Indeed. And then a American journalist was killed while reporting in a Kiev suburb. Oh, that sucks. And then Russia is finally cracking under the pressure and asked China for military and economic aid for the war. Okay, so what's China's response? Because, like, does China really want to be that heavy of an enemy to the U.S. right now? Because then they'll start doing sanctions on China. Do they have anything on China's response to it? Then a Russia airstrike at NATO's doorstep raises fears of expanded war. Wait, say again? A Russian airstrike at NATO's doorstep raises fears of expanded war. Well, that is scary. Not good. Yeah, bringing the war 11 miles away from the border with Poland. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty freaky. If it goes to Poland, that's going to suck. Yeah, where NATO forces are stationed on high alert. Damn. And then they'll start asking questions like, how many Polacks does it take to uh, uh, fill a gun with ammo? (laughs) How many dead Ukrainians does it take to slake Putin's bloodthirst? Oh no, no, that's a, you know the count from Sesame Street's the only one that knows that one. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Putin's probably just watching all those people die, stroking his cock. Oh genius! Like nothing makes me come as hard as watching these people die. <laughs> except for when, when, when uh, except for when I get to 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 ream uh, uh, Ji Jinping's booty. Right. Mm-hmm. 
then uh, Jake Sullivan, U.S. National Security Advisor, said Russia's president is trying to cause damage in every part of the country. Yeah, probably. Russian missiles also struck airfields in Lutsk and Ivano Frankovsk cities in western Ukraine near the Polish border. Shit. Okay. Pentagon and NATO officials reiterated on Sunday that they did not intend to directly confront Russian forces in Ukraine. They are sending military supplies, and Russia has warned that it regards those convoys as legitimate targets. Supplies! Right? Mm hmm. Well, that sucks. Just we're gonna bomb your supply runs, bitch. It starts war, it starts war. I don't know. Crazy. The military base that was hit, which is called the International Peacekeeping and Security Center, has been. Now a- that's funny. A military base calling itself a peacekeeping center. Now, if that isn't doublespeak, I don't know what. <laughs> We're the peacekeeping center. We, we just happen to keep peace by using weapons of war. Yeah. Yeah. Click, clack. You're <laughs> all about peace. Nothing says peace like exploding bombs. Yeah, nothing says peace like a Kirishnikov going on. Oh, hell yeah. I think of peace every time I think of a Kirishnikov going on. <laughs> These fuckers need to get away from my door. has been a hub for Western military troops to train Ukrainian forces since 2015. Mm-hmm. Troops from the United States, Britain, Canada, Poland, Sweden, and Denmark, among others, have trained 35,000 Ukrainians there under a project called Operation Unifier. Yeah, damn. Scary. Like, here, here's some guns. Now we're going to teach you how to use them. <laughs> Take one, take one. So I was wanted to just, like, I, want, I wanted someone to just hand out guns randomly to homeless people. You get 
just hand out guns and ammo randomly to homeless people. Go, go shoot some people. Come on. Here it is. Yeah, here's a free nine millimeter. Yeah. We're not going to give you food, but we're giving you the means to get yourself some. <laughs> All right. Now go rob that house that's nearby down the street. See if, those, see if those dudes will give you any 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 free food uh, if they don't want their brains blown out. Nothing, nothing says charity like food at gunpoint. Exactly, you know, that's why a gun is considered the great equalizer. <laughs> You're starving to death. You want to not be starving. You want to be uh, equal with those people that run those stores. Give me some food or I'll blow your fucking brains out. Yeah, That's how you show you're a real man. No, I don't know. I mean, I think you just show that just by not having a... a uh, I think you just show that by, by not having a, a dick that's made out of, ni- out of nylon or something. <laughs> Or veg meat, you know, and yeah, added dick. My dick and my balls are actually made from plaster Paris, uh, so I guess I'm not re- really a real, real man. I'm, I'm an organ, uh, I'm an organic robotoid. But you know, a lot of chicks like that. You know, that's why they, that's why they buy dildos and rubber dicks and shit. But Western nations withdrew their forces ahead of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Since then, the base has been used by Ukraine to train and organize the thousands of foreigners who have arrived in the country and volunteered to help defend it. They hit us when we were sleeping, said one of the volunteer fighters. Jesper Soder, a Swede who had arrived at the base three days earlier. We woke up to them bombing a building. Yeah, that's Putin saying, we know where you're sleeping. I know when you're sleeping, I know when you're awake. You better be good for goodness sake. (laughs) You better watch out, you better not drive, you better not pout, I'm coming to you. Why? Vladimir Putin's coming to town. He's making a list, saying it's twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice and blow your brains out. If I if I think you're naughty, did you help the Ukrainians? Well, then you're on Vladimir Putin's naughty list. <laughs> you get a lump of grenades in your stocking. Forget lump of coal. We're giving you lumps of lead. <laughs>
Let's see if they got anything else besides that. Well, I can't find anything else interesting. That's everything in Google? No, just in this article. Okay, well, okay, well you know, this is a war. None of this is getting It's getting boring now. It's like they're, they're just going into so much details on this war. It's not even funny. Kind of ridiculous. said they're not willing to take any more Ukrainians. Oh, shit. That sucks. Yeah, my mom and sister said, like, they read a story where it says over a million have went there. Damn. That's scary. U.S. filmmaker Brent Renaud reportedly killed by Russian forces in Ukraine. Get to the game? Some filmmaker was reportedly killed by Russian forces in Ukraine. Okay. I don't know. You want to go to the next article? Because they're just going to go into so much endless detail on this war. Yeah, Pfizer CEO says a fourth booster shot is necessary. Oh, God. The booster shots never end for these Pfizer assholes. Yeah, it's never an end. It's like fifth booster, sixth booster. Yeah, no, they're just going to keep adding boosters to this bullshit. Like, that's why I never got a fucking booster. I'm like, dude, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I thought you said you were about to do it again. Well, it's a fresh vaccination. It's not a booster. I haven't gotten vaccinated in six months. Yeah, it's same as a booster. <laughs> Alright. Booster, you get it every three months. Okay. Well, you're doing it every six months, but you're still like... You're still kissing that ass. <laughs> Maybe so. As long as it ain't the mark of the beast, I'm not too worried about it. No, they haven't told you to get the 666 tattoo yet, but you know, we gotta have our revolution before they can, before we can do that.
which would mean we'd have to eat you know, they'd have to as far as my understanding they should they would have to make it uh, every form of evil including spreading uh the uh Obicron variant or whatever legal <laughs> why are the u.s gas prices soaring where america barely uses russian oil um, I think because all the oil companies are just using this to hike up the price of oil anyway. Well, what what reason are they saying? Well, if they're smart, they'll say what Infowars is saying. It's inflation. I don't know. I don't know if that's a smart answer or not. But okay, what, let's see what their let's see what their angle on this is. Although the United States barely uses Russian oil, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is still a big factor in the gas prices spike, among other reasons. Wait, say that again? Although the United States barely uses Russian oil, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is still a big factor in the gas price spike, among other reasons. Okay, that's not really giving us much of an answer so far. Does they they go into more detail than that? Confused, we'll walk you through it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I need to be walked through this. Most of Russia's oil goes to Europe and Asia, but the key here is to think about the oil supply globally, rather than the U.S. specifically. The commodities world is a heavily interconnected one. And oil is priced through a global market. So what happens in one area of the world can affect another. No, it's just it's just the oil companies going, Well, people are automatically gonna think that, that the prices are gonna go up because of this uh of this uh, uh war, so we can even make the prices higher because we can. Yeah, it's possible that's how they're doing it. You know, it's like it's like the Mickey Mouse Club theme. M I C see you in hell, motherfuckers. <laughs> K E Y. Why? Because we can't. M O U S E. I didn't even know that was how that went. You know, that's, that's, well, the, the show used to be, uh, the original show in the 50s was like, am I seeing the go, see you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. And then, you know, it goes in there. Uh, I see. I remember watching those reruns when I was seven, and they they rebrought it back to TV for a few years. So everybody could see see in that when our tits were was were just starting to develop. <laughs> so it wasn't Mickey Mouse's clubhouse yet. No, yeah, it was his, it was his clubhouse. Uh. 
to how it all started in the fifties. <laughs> In December, for example, Russia sent nearly 8 million barrels of oil and other petroleum products to global markets, including 5 million barrels of the crude oil that's used to make gasoline, among other items. And yes, it's true that very little of that Russian supply goes to the United States. Just 90,000 barrels of crude oil per day in December. Mm -hmm. According to the most recent U.S. government statistics. Mm -hmm. In 2021, by contrast, Europe got 60% of Russia's oil exports. And Mm -hmm. China got 20 but remember that oil is bought and shipped around the world through a global commodities market so in that sense it doesn't really matter who specifically is getting crunched by the loss of Russian oil because lower supply affects those global prices no matter what what we know from Econ 101 when there is less supply of an item and demand prices rise Makes sense. For example, if Europe buys less Russian oil, it will have to replace it with oil from somewhere else, perhaps from the powerful Saudi Arabia-led organization of the petroleum exporting countries that increase in demand for OPEC oil will send its crude prices higher. And guess who else buys hundreds of millions of barrels of OPEC oil? You guessed it, the United yeah, okay. States. Yeah. It's because they can. Let's say it's, it's really that's what it's about. They can raise the price, so they will. says that on Tuesday the U.S. banned Russian oil and other fuel imports to the U.S. while the U.K. said it will phase out Russian oil imports by the end of the year. The EU is in a tougher spot on this because they're far more dependent on Russian oil. Yeah. And we're gonna slowly pull Putin's dick out of our ass. <laughs> no, no, I hope you have some lube for that. Damn it, it's stuck in there. I can't get can't get Putin's dick out of my ass. Ow! Ow! Come on, Putin. When are you going to fucking pull out? <laughs> Go soft already. Well, you're going God to... God damn it! 
What the hell happened to you? You're going to have to stop wriggling. Like a predator, the movement excites me. What the hell? Who put all that master coke in, in your system? God damn it. When's it finally going to go down and get limp? Damn it, it's going to be a pain in the ass to scrape away those butt barnacles, damn it. There's been a de facto ban on Russian oil since the invasion began, with most of the country's supplies sitting unsold. That's because oil traders are incredibly nervous to touch the stuff. Yeah, no, it could have explosives in it now, shit. There's a ton of uncertainty about buying Russian oil, whether it's about the ability to close deals given the sanctions on Russia's banking system. We're finding tankers willing to go to Russian ports amid shipping dangers in the war zone. Okay. As a result, the main type of oil that Russia exports into Europe is being offered for sale at a major discount. Because nobody wants it. J.P. Morgan recently estimated more than 4 million barrels per day of Russian oil has been effectively sidelined. So investors are essentially pricing oil as if Russia's supply isn't available at all. And again, less supply, higher prices. Okay, so where are we at? Because then we've had too much dead air. What are we doing now? Why can't U.S. oil companies ramp up production then? Russia was the number two oil producer in the world in 2021, pumping out 9.7 million barrels a day. But the U.S. is number one with 10.2 million. Huh? Okay, so I guess we're importing more oil, giving importing more oil than anybody else now, or uh, it says producing. Okay, so we're producing more oil than any other country now. But I guess that's making American oil companies happy. They're getting the profits. Get the profits, so they're able to tell people's future. Yeah. 
but the U.S. is number one with 10.2 million. American companies don't abide by these OPEC-style nationally mandated production targets, but U.S. oil producers can't or won't fill the supply gap, even though they could make a mint given the high prices and demand. What? I'm trying to think if there's something I missed in this. Why won't the U.S. Uh, produce more oil or whatever? COVID strikes. No, oh, okay. Okay, then. Yep, yep, yep. That's the end of the article. Okay, so the oil companies are screwing everybody over. And charging a lot of people a lot of bread because they're making, they're getting rich. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Let's go to the next article. But oil companies, you suck. Yeah, the oil barons are stroking their cocks. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yes. You will pay whatever price we demand. Sponsors has one more time to fucking cancel on me. Forgot to mention that. Fucker slacking off. But as a wise AA guru said, give them two chances and then fire them. Hmm? I said, as a wise AA guru, guru said, give them two chances and then fire them. Yeah, okay. Damn, they have gurus, so they'll, they'll teach you how to get sober and meditate at the same time. <laughs> yeah, guru patiks. Sorry, that's from Avatar Last Airbender. (laughs) Then stock futures rise as investors monitor Russia-Ukraine war. Fed's next move. You hear me? Say again? I said stock futures rise as investors monitor Russia Ukraine war. Fed's next move. Yeah, 
something. Who's your next move? Say it again. I'm sorry, I'm losing it. Stock futures rise as investors monitor Russia Ukraine war. Okay, so this war will make us a lot of money. Make all the rich people money. It's making the stock market go up, even though everybody, the average person, is going to be screwed. Fed's next move. You know, they're making bread. I mean, what else, what else is in the article? We shall see. Stock futures rose in overnight trading Sunday ahead of an important week as the Russia-Ukraine war continues to escalate and the Federal Reserve could hike rates for the first time since 2018. Futures on the Dow Jones Industrial Average Gained 150 points. SP 500 futures climbed 0.5%. And NASDAQ 100 futures traded 0.16% higher. Fighting has intensified around Ukraine's capital, Kiev. Shit. Should we go to the next article? Huh? Should we go to the next article? Yeah, sure. Because they're just going to go into endless details on this war. On to the next one. Mm-hmm. GOP congressman calls Trump a would-be tyrant. Well, he might be. Okay, so which congressman is saying this? I, I mean, he was one when he was running you know, when he was running the country. So. Like the same way Biden is. I think your definition and mine of tyrants are far different. I wouldn't call either of them tyrants, per se. Okay, why wouldn't you? Because they're not having people killed all over the place for being political. Well, no, distance. they're having, okay, Putin's having people killed in, in Russia. And uh, Trump had him killed in Afghanistan. <laughs> And Biden's having people killed in, 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 uh, in, uh, or not in Russia. Putin's having people killed in the Ukraine. Biden's having people killed in the Ukraine. <laughs> Trump had people killed in Afghanistan. You're reaching with the Ukraine thing. And in Iraq for a little bit. Trump ended the Afghanistan war, but Biden finished it. 
he, yeah, he was talking about ending it, but Biden was the one who finally ended it. But that's just because they wanted to start another one, which was going to wind up starting in in uh, Ukraine. At the end of the day, we're not spending as much money technically as we were in wartime. So it's not yeah. really comparable. You know, that's good. At least we haven't blown our, our economic, uh, our local, or, or we're not blowing our, uh, you know, money that could be used as much for this country as hard as we were when we were in Iraq and Afghanistan. But I have a strange feeling it's going to eventually hurt us, hurt our domestic uh, handouts uh, eventually. Looking something up. Yeah, the... Iraq war, well, the Afghanistan war costs $300 million per day. Okay, well, how many million is this Is this war in, in Ukraine causing, costing so far? That, you know, all the money we're giving to fund, uh, to fund uh, Ukraine and to arm Ukraine. Uh-huh. And we spent eight trillion over twenty years. Okay. So we spent a lot over a certain amount of years, but how much was it per year? Because we've only been doing this war for like a month now. Or maybe not even a month. It's been and how many weeks ago did this start? Like eighteen days ago. So eighteen days. So we've only had eighteen days. So I wonder how much money we spent in Iraq and Afghanistan in the first eighty days or eighteen days versus how much we're spending on in Ukraine in the first eighteen days. Uh, so, so far, the U.S. has given $650 million. Okay, $650 million. So how much money had our country given in the first 18 days of when we were in Iraq, and how many, much money had, had our country spent in the first 18 days when we were in Afghanistan? Less. Okay. It's been less money? So it was less money was spent in the first 18 days in Afghanistan and Iraq than was spent in Ukraine? Yeah. 
okay, then that means this is more expensive and fucking up our, our domestic handouts even worse than the war in Iraq and Afghanistan was at this point. That's if they keep giving them money. Yeah, well, I think they're going to keep giving them money. Both parties seem to be pushing this just as heavy. Too early to call. I'll say that... The Democrat in office, as long as it's the Democrat in office starting the war, then Democrats aren't going to go against it, and Republicans are usually not going to go against any war. (laughs) With the exception of the populist ones, but... Anyway, so what, what else Could in this article? Could be more expensive, but I doubt it. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll see. Anyway, w- w- anyway, so what else in the article? Republican Representative Tom Rice, South Carolina, slammed former President Trump in a statement on Saturday following the former president's rally in South Carolina, calling him a would-be tyrant. Okay, why is he calling him a would-be tyrant? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused. At the rally, Trump said Rice is a disaster and total fool. And okay. So they're pointing fingers at each other. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of hypocritical, either one of them pointing fingers at each other, so I don't know. Well, this is one of those Republicans that voted to impeach Trump. Okay, well, then that's... Okay, so we got one of the people that, that wanted him impeached uh, versus uh, Trump himself, so I don't know. So what else is in the article? In a statement following the rally, Rice hit back at Trump, saying the former president was in South Carolina because, like no one else I've ever met, he is consumed by spite. Okay. I took one vote he didn't like, and now he's chosen to support a yes man candidate who has and will bow to anything he says no matter what Rice said. Okay. I don't know. You might have an equal amount of spite. I don't know. I don't know. If you want a congressman who supports political violence in Ukraine or in the United States Capitol who supports... Well, I take violence in the United States Capitol over violence in Ukraine. I mean, the United States Capitol is where we need violence. We need, we definitely need violence in Washington, D.C. A hell of a lot more than we need violence in the Ukraine. Let's fucking start some violence. Let's fucking start some violence. And then a riot. Exactly. 
<laughs> Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. But anyway, uh, so I was arguing again, I think it was Chuck Stanley. And uh, he was talking about uh, the... Uh, the Holy Spirit or something, what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do for you. And, and I was thinking, you know, like he's saying, the Holy Spirit is supposed to fill you with with a, a spirit of, of uh, love and peace. And, and, you know, I'm saying, well, I want to be filled with the spirit of hate and war for my enemies, you know. And, and so uh, we can use our hate and war to uh, overthrow this fucking government in our country. We can use our hate to fight the war that will will uh, change the world and overthrow this government. Let's fucking start a riot! You know, I want to exhibit the fruits of the demonic spirits you know, of uh, the hate and war, the, the spirit of, of hate and war, or the demonic spirits of hate and war. To be a great an instrument of a greater hatred than the hatred within myself. <laughs> Hate is a powerful motivator. Oh hell yeah. Still part of what motivates me today. Try not yeah. to, but motivates me heavy, man. <laughs> My hatred for towards the politicians right now that wanna vote in a goddamn we bring back the the no camping laws and shit, uh, and uh, have, you know want to make my life, uh, my ability to live a good life impossible. Uh, I want to see, I want to see these 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 uh, city council people and state legislature people and and uh, state assembly people dead. Damn it. And the people that support them did. People that would support a mayor that would enact these no camping laws again, I want to see them dead. It's a lot of curses you got to do rituals for. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't given me enough power to do rituals. I don't think they're going to give me enough power to do a ritual till around the time Satan camp is happening this summer. I thought you weren't able to really do rituals out when you were homeless. That's what I'm saying. No, when I was homeless, I was. That was when my black magic worked. So, I mean, I don't think the demons are going to give me power until around the time Satan camp happens this summer. I see. So, 
I think that'll be a good Satanist event, you know, like since everybody wants to do things outdoor because of all the stupid mandates and shit, then, you know, Satan camp would be a good uh, Luciferian event this summer. Uh, who supports party over country? Who supports a would-be tyrant over the Constitution? And who makes decisions based solely on re-election? And Russell Fry is your candidate. Okay. Okay, I don't know. Enough. Okay, so Russell Fry is the dude that's running against Rice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not with... Okay, what what was the thing that he said? Okay, what was the things he said about Russell Fry? If you want a congressman who supports political violence in Ukraine or in the United States Capitol. Okay, well, I want a congressman who supports political violence in the United States Capitol. <laughs> not in that that goes against political violence in the Ukraine. <laughs> Okay. So what's the next part of it? If you want a congressman who cowers to no man, who votes for what is right, even when it's hard, and who has fought like hell for the Grand Strand and PD. For the what? PD. Okay, so police department? I guess P-E-E. D E E. P E E D E E. I don't know what the fuck that means. What was the first one? Grand Strand. What the fuck is the Grand Strand? I don't even know what that is. But okay, I want a candidate who. Okay, okay, what's the. Okay, the, fir- the first part of what he said. I mean, after he talks about, uh, after he talks about uh, uh, being against political violence in those two places, then what does he say? Who supports party over country? Okay, well, well, okay, so well, I support. I mean, I, I want someone who supports country over party. But okay, what the fuck is that? That's kind of a loaded term in a way. But okay. And what else? Who makes decisions based solely on re-election. Okay, so then how does this dude describe himself? If you want a congressman who cowers to no man, who votes for what is right, even when it's hard... It's okay, I want a congressman who cowers to no man, but who votes for what is wrong, even when it's hard. (laughs) I guess you wouldn't vote for any of these guys. Well, I probably wouldn't. Because, <laughs> you know, I want to see how my political intent is to advance everything that is considered wrong. 
That's the end of the article. Okay. So pretty funny. Okay, let's go to the uh, next article, I guess. <laughs> what did Uncle Owen know about Darth Vader in Star Wars? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird article. <laughs> Russian scientists face isolation following invasion of Ukraine. Okay. Um, okay, what, what's this about? TPPT. International collaborations are unraveling as researchers, including many in Russia, speak out against the invasion of Ukraine. Okay, whoa. Okay, what else the article saying? One of the glories of international scientific collaborations besides sharing costs and brain power is the building of personal relationships that transcend individual cultures, traditions, and regimes. Mm-hmm. That's all that it'll show me because it's the New York Times. Okay. That doesn't help tell us much, but okay. So I guess some Russian scientists are catching heat from uh, Putin. Hey, Putin. For going Putin. against the war. Putin, Putin. I guess that's what Xi Jinping says whenever he wants to eat his shit. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, Vladimir Putin. Pull yeah, on yeah, my Putin. Chest. No one munches scat quite as much like me, like Xi. <laughs> Stephanie Bill would require schools to offer chocolate milk in shot at Mayor Adams. Okay, wait, say that again? Stephanie Bill would require schools to offer chocolate milk shit. Milk in shot at Mayor Adams. In shot at Mayor Adams. Yeah. Okay. Right on. No. I'm, anything that goes against this fuck the fucking health Nazis in the schools is something I'm into because they shouldn't be forcing people to be responsible. All this fucking bullshit. It was like the first thing that I argued uh, against. Uh, Jimmy Doreover was this idea that uh, government should be forcing people to be responsible. Oh, Mayor Adams is trying to ban chocolate milk from schools. 
Okay, well, Mayor Adams, you're fucking lame. Just you're into every kind of oppression, including the fucking health Nazis. We shouldn't be forcing people to be responsible. <laughs> Fuck all this shit. <laughs> Damn it, chocolate milk is one of the fucking me- most meaningful things in this fucking world. Damn it. <laughs> True that. How dare you deprive kids of that? God damn it. It doesn't matter if it becomes obese or not. There are certain things that are worth dying for, and chocolate milk is one of the things that for me is worth dying for. Republican from well, do you want to keep reading that or keep it? Um, well, who's a Republican? You know, who who's going against this bullshit? You know, who's going against the health Nazis? Elise Stefanik. Okay, well, Elise Steph, Elise the first name is Elise. Yeah, E L I S E. Right on. Well, she seems cool. Uh, at least as far as on this issue, probably on other issues, I disagree with her. But on this issue, I agree with her. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I agree with her, too. So right on, Elise Stefanik. Kyle Chaos endorses you on this issue. <laughs> Not a, and I don't endorse your full-on campaign, but on this issue, I agree with you. <laughs> I know, this one chick that liked me in high school was named Elise. I probably should have gotten together with her, and I was stupid for not getting together with her. I don't know, I just, like, didn't think we had enough in common or something. I just feel stupid. I should have, like, really hooked up with her. She was a good chick, was her her name? Her name was Elise Wallman. (laughs) Yeah, there are lots of chicks I wish I would have hooked up with. I mean, she even wrote me letters, like, had a, had a, because there was a teacher in the school, that, an English teacher in the school that was blind that taught her how to write me a letter in Braille and shit. Disney CEO Bob Chapek apologizes to LGBTQ employees. They forgot the plot. Okay, what's he apologizing to them for? Announces pause for political donations in Florida. Okay, wait, is this the Disney dude? Yeah. Okay, why is he apologizing again? After weeks of internal strife and external controversy surrounding the Walt Disney Company's 
lack of public response to don't say gay legislation in Florida. CEO Bob Chapik announced in a company email on Friday that Disney will pause all political donations in the state during a restructuring of its political giving framework. Okay, so what, he's mad for donating money to people that weren't supporting gay rights or something? Chapek also apologized directly to the company's LGBTQ employees for his widely criticized messaging on the issue. Okay, why was his messaging criticized? Because, I mean, he was supporting them. I don't think he said anything offensive to them, so I don't know why his message was criticized. You needed me to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights, and I let you down. I am sorry. Okay. So I thought he was a strong ally in their, on their favor, but maybe I don't know everything. It's clear that this is not just an issue about a bill in Florida, but instead yet another challenge to basic human rights, Chapik wrote. Mm-hmm. The controversy Whoa. erupted into public view on Monday mm-hmm. after a company-wide email sent by Chapik about the Don't Say Gay bill was met with criticism. Not just from outside observers, but rank and file Disney employees. An extraordinary rupture of Disney's tightly controlled public messaging. While Chapig expressed unwavering commitment to the LGBTQ, there goes the plus community. Okay, yeah. He said that he had chosen not to take a public stance on the legislation. So that's oh, okay. what so he's, he's apologizing up. for not taking a public stance on the legislation. Okay. Okay, well, I guess that's it. That's what I was trying to figure out. Okay, should we go to the next article? Yeah, sure. Okay. Hope it ain't your upper lip.
ICE puts hold on MS-13 member captured after escaping New Jersey police station in handcuffs. Okay, so... Does that mean he's in jail or out of jail now? (laughs) What's in the article? ICE puts hold on MS-13 member captured after escaping in New Jersey police station in handcuffs. Many figured New Jersey's bail reform law would free a purported MS-13 gang member who escaped from a local police station before being captured in Rhode Island. So he was captured and now they're freeing him again? Oh, no. Okay, so they're keeping a hold of him. Before that could happen, however, federal immigration authorities issued a detainer on Adelson Estrada Garcia. Okay. Estrada Garcia was brought to the Bergen County Jail in Hackensack on Thursday. Okay. Before he even saw a judge, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement issued the detainer. Okay. Bergen County Sheriff Anthony Curitan has honored detainer requests for defendants who've been charged with or convicted of felonies, but not for those seized solely for possible deportation. Mm -hmm. Estrada Garcia fits the bill. Brought in on a burglary charge, he broke a handcuff bar at Palisades Park police headquarters and fled with a cuff still attached to his left hand on March 3rd. Whoa. He must have been pumped up on tweak or something. Yeah, I know. Or must be that strong. Yeah, from his picture he didn't look very strong. Okay. Or maybe maybe he did some sherm. I don't know. (laughs) Wait, what's Sherm again? PCP? Uh. It's possible. Do they call it a Sherman cigarette because it'll hit you like a Sherman tank? Uh. Mm. Well, that's what those guys are smoking at your house. Yeah, one guy. <laughs> that ain't Maybe more than one. Used to be more than one, but now it's pretty much just one for the most part, I think. Terry quit doing it? Well, he might not have, but he, didn't, he never wasn't doing it that often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
can go to the next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article. Then U.S. Customs Officer sees about 300 leeches in Philadelphia. Real leeches? Are they talking people that just uh, take money from the government or something? uh, Real leeches. Wow. How'd this happen? Sorry, suckers. Jar stuffed with slimy leeches bound for three states were seized by customs officers in Philadelphia last month. About 300 blood-sucking parasites arrived in six shipments from Bulgaria between February 19th and February. Who the hell would want to buy leeches? That's what I would... Maybe they thought it was their kin. Yeah, no, you know, like, no, we just want to practice the old methods uh, of uh, the old medical methods before they found out about other things. Back when they used to suck blood off of people, (laughs) you'd stick the leeches on them and they'd suck people's blood out because they thought that people's illnesses were caused by them having too much blood in their in their bodies. Yeah, I've seen that in the old timey shows. It's one of the best movies. If you ever get a chance, see a movie called The Madness of King George. It's a fucking great movie. Uh, never heard of it. Oh, it's a great movie. Because the king goes totally crazy, and it's like he does all this outrageous shit before they uh, won't let him be the king anymore. It's funny as hell. Alright, ready to go to the next article? I'm still trying to, like, why did somebody want to bring leeches into the country? Like, who was buying these leeches? The leeches were confiscated for violating the U.S. Endangered Species Act, which prohibits the unlicensed trade of protected wildlife. Oh, so leeches are, are an endangered species now, and that's why they could they got busted. Okay. Damn. I wonder who's doing the Save the Leeches campaign. <laughs> the agency okay. said the leeches were of a species commonly used in medical bloodletting treatment. 
Damn. But I guess they're they're uh, they're uh, endangered species. I don't know. Should we go to the next article or where's your head at? CBP officers remain committed to collaborating with federal, state, and local law enforcement partners to intercept shipments that violate our nation's laws and potentially threaten harm to our nation's citizens and our economy. And that's the end of the article. Okay. Who knows? Okay, so it's partially because they're endangered species in Bulgaria and partially because uh, people might get hurt and get their blood sucked out if it comes in the wrong hands. Then Turning Red Review sparks outcry after being called limiting. Mm. Wait, say that again? Turning Red Review sparks outcry after being called limiting. Okay, I don't get it. I mean, what's this turning red? What's this all about? Eh, it's a kid's movie about a thirsty little girl that every time she gets embarrassed, she turns into a panda. Okay, so why is that bad to call that movie limiting? I don't know. Maybe because the girl is thirsty as fuck? <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Like, why is that such a big deal? <laughs> Maybe they're like, they shouldn't be calling it limiting. That's what I mean. I'm trying to figure out what's the big deal? What's the big offense? <laughs> Honestly, the movie seems like reverse sexism to me. But... I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. Like, why is this such a big problem that somebody said that in a movie review? Turning Red is a turning point for Asians in film. Why is it seen as unrelatable? Okay. Uh, Why are we supposed to relate to it? Puberty might be the most relatable human experience we go through. Puberty might be the what? Most relatable human experience we go through. Okay. But in the case of the character Maylin Lee in Disney and Pixar's latest film, Turning Red, her teen angst is marred with the slight complication of turning into a red panda bear. Okay. Yeah. The film directed by Domi Shi tells the story of Mei Lin, a Chinese-Canadian 13-year-old battling the ups and downs of the early 2000s with her friends, trying to please her mom and crushing on her favorite boy band. Okay. The coming-of-age story also breaks some barriers in the industry. 
Okay. I don't know. It sounds like I wouldn't relate to it just because it wouldn't. It wasn't the kind of kid I was. <laughs> I did not re- hang out with the, the chicks that were into Rick Springfield, who was the big one uh, when I was growing up. Uh, were the ones I didn't really want to hang out with. Especially around that time, you know, I was like, and I was into uh, the new wave and the punk back in those days. <laughs> That's back when new wave was good before it sucked. How hipster sounding of you. Hmm. But that's it. You know, like if I was going to see a coming of age movie, it'd have to be about someone who was uh, more hip in their 2000, which, okay, maybe I wouldn't relate to them then because that's like when a lot of the millennial shit was happening. But uh, I don't know. It was still, even the mellow music, it wasn't all played out at that point in the early 2000s. So. <laughs> I was like listening to a lot of that mellow music because it wasn't so played out back then. <laughs> Didn't really get start getting played out until you know, 2003, 2004, 2005 or so. What, the rock? What? The rock music. Well, no, the, the mellow music, like back then, mellow music was more interesting because it was new, you know, it was like, it was different. You know, it was like, uh, there was more of a, an interest in mellow stony music at that point because it was still new and different and it didn't start getting so overplayed. It really, really got overplayed by 2000, by 2000, it was 2006 when I'm like, Okay, this is just overplayed. This is just... I've heard it too much. I don't want to hear it anymore. It's like starting to sound like KNX-FM and it's not sounding interesting anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what this guy was saying about this movie. What? He said, by rooting, turning red, very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, the film legitimately feels like it was made for Domi Shi's friends and immediate family members, which is fine, but also a tad limiting in its scope, O'Connell wrote. I don't know. Like, I think anybody that relates to that kind of shit. You know, I mean, I think anybody that was like, that, you know, is into like, I don't know, Jonas Brothers or fucking, uh, uh, I don't know who was big back then. Uh, uh, who's the, uh, Jonas Brothers was pretty late. Like, that was like 2000. Fuck it. No, they're still doing it now. That's like the one. They're not One Direction are the big bubblegum ones now, I think. Yeah, One Direction is really popular now, but Jonas Brothers, like, their heyday was, like, during their show. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I remember hearing them and 
and like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and shit. And that was like people that dug that kind of shit would probably relate to this movie. And, yeah, Backstreet Boys and shit like that. Because, you know, they like it both ways. Okay. Tell me why ain't nothing but a high. <laughs> How come I like sometimes having pussy and sometimes I like him? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of those guys in Backstreet were gay. Sometimes I like a pussy, and other times I like a hairy butthole. I'll always hear them say they like it both ways. I never heard of any of those guys being bi. They were usually straight or gay. I don't know. Whatever it was. <laughs> Could be wrong, but that's as far as my knowledge. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every member of Backstreet was gay. Yeah. And sync like a few of those guys were gay. Yeah. Yeah, like Justin Timberlake, he wasn't gay. I don't remember the yeah. names of the yeah. other guys. Yeah, I don't remember the name, rest of the guys from NSYNC. No, probably nobody does. <laughs> well, Except for the chicks that really dug them, and they probably remember all those names. Probably jacked off to their, their posters like 10,000 times. <laughs> Jam and I'd like to watch that in a video. <laughs> I'm sure you would, Kyle Chaos. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Here goes your regular line, uh, 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 Mike. She's not even asking you nothing. You're just inventing this shit. Okay. What's going on? No, Mike's always is, is like going. It's like telling me, you know, Janet's really interested in you and all this shit. And they're like, I don't think so. Isn't that the chick that always says she's offended by you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't say it, but I know I've said enough stuff that offends the shit out of her. Uh, smells like somebody smoking in the building. All right, then. So nobody fucks with it. 
Democrats don't believe America is worth defending if invaded. (laughs) Polling shows Chad Wolf from Fox News. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think... I don't know. I I think we are really worth uh, defending if we are invaded. But... uh... I don't know, in a way, depending, it all depends on who invades us. You know, <laughs> you know, some people invading us might make our country better, and most probably won't. Yes, I'm sure if the, if the ISIS was invading America, Kyle Chaos would be all for it. Well, no, probably wouldn't, because they'd probably have me killed, but, uh, you know, for having long hair and shit, but, uh, there would be some things that would make things more favorable to us men if they did invade. Well, then who would be favorable to invade us? I don't know. What? Well, like- I don't know. Pro- probably ISIS or Al Qaeda would be the most favorable to invade us, really. But uh, it's still, I, you know, I'd probably still get killed no matter who invaded us, really. So. If ISIS or Al-Qaeda invaded us, at least men in our country would be able to reclaim our power again, and and the the Me Too movement would lose, and that would be like the the good thing about ISIS or Al-Qaeda invading our country. Yes. Death to America. You Yankees and your doodle dandies. You know what that song actually means, right? I mean, I've told you that one, right? I think so, but I don't remember it. Okay. Yankee doodle means jack off shit. Came to town riding on a pony. <laughs> and uh, stuck a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. Yankee doodle, keep it up. Like... Jack off shit, keep jacking off. Yankee Doodle Dandy means jack off shit faggot in English slang. And then mind the music in the steps and would the girls be handy. So it means instead of having sex with the girls, you jack off. Uh, <laughs> you're handy. You're jacking off. Is that what it actually means or something you mean? That is what it actually means, yes. So whenever somebody's singing, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy, it means I'm a jack-off shit faggot. <laughs> a jack-off shit do or die. 
so who knows? Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you made this one up. No, I didn't make this one up. That is really the meaning of what the song says in, in British slang. Here's the meaning behind the lyrics of Yankee Doodle Dandy, AshlandSource.com. Okay. The word doodle referred to anyone who was a fool, thus the name for our soldiers who were ridiculed because of their appearance. It also meant a shit. <laughs> what a doodle was, was a shit. Yankee Doodle apparently was not a real person, but a song that became a very popular, well, became very popular during the Revolutionary War, although the history of its origin is sketchy. It was possibly written at Fort Cralo in Rensselaer, New York, which is located in the middle eastern portion of the state. It was written by the British who were fighting us to make fun of us. There's a... Well, wait, wait, wait. Yankee Duel's written by a British Army surgeon named Dr. Richard yeah. Schutberg. Okay, so it's from the British Army. <laughs> Along with various types of clothing, many American soldiers also wore a feather in their cap, which caused the British to mock them. But the reason why is interesting. During this time, macaroni was a new and exotic Italian food that became popular in England. Mm -hmm. A young group of British noblemen founded a private club in the... 1760s, they named their group the Macaroni Club and dressed in highly fashionable clothing with very high headwear. The uniformly dressed red coats teased the Americans by implying that the errant feather in their cap was a failed attempt to achieve the high level of fashion worn by themselves and the members of the Macaroni Club. Oh <laughs> no, unless we check out another website that fucking doesn't corroborate that. Okay, I believe this one. <laughs> you believe it because it sounds funny. I think it is very true. British people do call gay people dandy. I think that's more of a modern wave. Yeah, I know.
going to the next article. Okay, so let's see what the next article is. Well, let me wash my hands. It was one of my best memories of going to elementary school was eating just drinking the chocolate milk there, man. <laughs> Shit. I used to beat kids up for chocolate milk back in the day. Right on. Or lunch. One of the two. See, you know, that would be a good, you know, slogan for the commercial. You know, like... You know, Yahoo, Yahoo chocolate drink. It tastes so good, you'll beat the crap out of other kids to get some. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I can't say I didn't. A lot of kids got the crap kicked out of them for it. <laughs> Damn. You really love your chocolate milk, man. <laughs> Yeah, I was a savage little hit man. You ready? That was the way of things. Hold on a second, I'm thirsty. So, you want to look into Democrats don't believe America is worth defending? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, why not? What the hell? I mean, I think it is worth defending. But, uh... I mean, I think there are certain people in this country that deserve to die, but I think our country, it's our goddamn country. If someone else invades us, of course it's worth defending shit. Hey, not to these socialist commie bastards. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's certain a lot of people in this country I'd like to see die, you know, to overthrow this government. But okay, if some other country invaded us, I think it would be worth uh, defending. Damn, only 40% of Democrats would stay and fight if the U.S. were invaded. Okay. And then, like, when when 9-11 happened and I thought we really would be invaded, I was thinking about that shit. It's like, no, maybe you would want to defend it. That's why I wasn't, like, so heavy against the war at first until... 
really until it until it hit me that uh, that our country, you know, like made stage nine eleven really. Yeah, I figured that out pretty early. Well, I didn't. I didn't figure out until I'd say sometime in two thousand five is when I two thousand five or two thousand six when I figured that out. I think it was two thousand five. It was like right around the time I just met Waveney, or right before I met. It was either right before or right after I met Waveney, the woman I was with for eight years. Yeah, I figured it out by the time I was like 12 or 13, so like 2002, 2003. Yeah, see, like when I was 12 or 13, I still didn't question anything that much. I didn't, I didn't start questioning stuff until last two, month of when I, two months of when I was 14. Yeah, I just watched the documentaries about like the Twin Towers falling and then showing buildings being demolished and shit and it looked the same so i was like yeah government did that yeah 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 cuz that's what i figured out i was like you know it's like if you chop down a tree a tree isn't going to fall in on itself it's going to tip over i mean it was you know when we as soon as we got into iraq i was against that but i wasn't Initially against us uh, going into Afghanistan. I mean, I was like everybody else when it first happened. It took about a year for me to figure things out. I mean, I still wasn't like everybody else when it first happened because I was still like, whoa, they really got to, they really fucking attacked the center of fucking, you know, the World Trade Center and shit. That was like huge. Like, whoa, they really attacked those motherfuckers. You know, like in the Pentagon, that's fucking ballsy. You know, like at first I was feeling like that, and then you know, feeling that it was good revenge against the feminist chick at the hemp office. That I would have loved to see her get shot for not wearing a burqa. <laughs> but then I thought, damn, if these dudes really do invade us, that would suck. <laughs> I was like on acid that whole time. So, or the first day, like nine eleven, the day the day before nine eleven, I was peaking on acid, and I was uh, barely, you know, I still hadn't fully come down. Like while all that shit was happening, so it was a trip. Like the Thursday after nine eleven was when I had the. The best part of the of the the trip when I when I was uh, became the Antichrist. Yeah, I just remembered that day. I just came home from school and saw the fucking towers coming down. Yeah, see, for me, it was like, for me, it's like, I just got some sleep, and I woke up, and I turned on K-Rock, and they're doing news, so I look at the clock, and it's like, it's after 10 in the morning, and K-Rock is doing news? (laughs) So then I hear a dude from K-Rock, you know, Doc on the Rock talking, 
And I'm like, okay. And then I turned to KFWB or something or KNXFM or one of those. I think it was KFWB at the time. And because uh, they were still a news station now, they don't do that anymore. And I'm hearing them talk about it. And I'm like, okay, I got the gist of this. And then I go, and then I'm talking to Samaya on the phone and she's telling me what she's seeing in the video on TV. And we're both stoked. It's like, whoa, they're getting the rich people. They're getting the rich people. And I was just like really stoked about it. And uh, then I call the college radio station that I listen to and ask them if they play the Avengers. Uh, the Avengers ask not what you can do for your country, but what's your country been doing to you? Which they didn't play that. They only played the clashes. I'm so bored with the USA, which was the closest thing they did to it. <laughs> that was my memory. And then I go into the elevator and there's some official looking government dude that's just Give it, making me feel really weird like he's got something on the phone making noise and like, good morning sir and I'm like good morning like who the hell is this dude and I was feeling all paranoid well like, who's this like this official government dude on the elevator and shit you know what the fuck Sounds like a trip. Oh, yeah. Because the whole time I'm on acid, I just like, I caused this with my thoughts and shit, you know, because I really wanted to get revenge against the chick I was working who was like the office manager at Jack's. And uh, it's like, I made it happen. I made it happen. I was like so stoked about it. And she. Like when I saw on the news, on, on the news, the all the stuff that, that, them showing footage of, footage of, of Al-Qaeda people shooting women for all kinds of shit. And I'm like, oh, if only it would happen to Thelma. If only it would happen to Thelma. If only she were in those Twin Towers, damn it. No, I was thinking, if only they'd invade this country and she'd get shot in the head for not wearing a burqa. Oh, that'd be so sweet. <laughs> what, she was Muslim? No, 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 she's not Muslim, Mina. She's like full-on feminist chick. But hey, the feminists are trying to push wearing burqas nowadays. Nah, they don't really want to do that. Ready to do the outro? Okay. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. Uh, should we do that last article or not? Nah. Okay, okay. Well, tune in next time when we hear more about how we're being screwed with. And a lot about how we're being screwed with. And some about how we're trying to not be screwed with so much like that uh, Republican chick who's trying to, to uh, stop uh, Eric Adams from making chocolate milk illegal in the schools. In God New York damn. City. <laughs> Take away something as meaningful for this chocolate milk from the fucking kids. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not allowed. Just, just smack that chocolate milk out of little kids' head. <laughs> yeah.
damn, that's that's fucked up. That's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. It's like neither were super donuts, bitch, but they're delicious. <laughs> damn right. God damn it. Hate these fucking people. Let's take everything good away. Sorry, this tastes too good. You can't have that. Yep, I still get chocolate milk and strawberry milk from time to time. It's good shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now I got it. I had some when I was on the street, actually. Yeah, I had be... strawberry milk le- uh, recently, but. Uh... Yeah, I'll be drinking that nest quick sometimes. Oh yeah, no, that was the bomb. That was uh, that was good stuff. Yeah, I miss those those tin things full of you know the powdered shit that you put in the milk. Yeah, just make it strong as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. We used to. I mean, they used to just have it. I'm trying to remember. They had it. I mean, we just had the cartons with it in it. So. From what I remember. Alright, did you do the outro part? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did the tune in next time when we hear about how we're being screwed with, and now we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. <laughs> Alright, get out of here, you hip hills. This hip hills bailing. Alright, peace out. Peace out. Hey. Hey. <laughs> now just think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to say something. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, finish your thought. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking of uh, that story I was telling. Like, I called a college radio station when I was in, in, uh, in, uh, Paris, California, talking about that incident. And at the time, I thought I'd just, like, eaten mushrooms and never come down from it. And then, uh, and then, uh, about two months after that is when the woman who dosed me finally told me that what had happened was she dosed me on acid a bunch of times when that, when all that was going on. Although that was a different dude dosed me on acid that day. It was, uh, I think the dude that wrote the Twilight Zone episodes was the one who dosed me on acid uh, the day before 9-11. I think uh, he put acid in my coffee that day. Because <laughs> he was like all crying. It's like, he's like crying going, I don't know what to do to help you to not, to get you to not the way you know feel as suicidal as you are you know and i think he thought that maybe if he dosed me on acid it would get me off of uh the suicide trip i was on or something so he dosed me on acid that day but he was like all crying about i don't know any way to, to get this to get you to see things the way it is i don't know what to do to help you and he was like all crying and it's just, and then I fucking tripped balls like half an hour later. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever dosed me on acid, but I've heard of, you know, I've known guys that did it to a friend. Yeah. Just yeah. to be an asshole. 
No, but I mean, he like really was trying to get me to get spiritual and shit. He was like so, like I don't know what's gonna help you. I don't know what's gonna help you. You know, but this might help you. You know, <laughs> like I don't know what to do. And he's all crying to me, like I don't know what to do to get you off the trip you're on and shit. Mm. And then I was like tripping balls the rest of that day. <laughs> Yeah, probably just tripping, just screaming. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a trip. Alright, peace out. Peace out. Okay, outro complete.